What is going on? Howie Spangler, Tales from the Green Room, episode number 29. Man, we are winding down here. We've got three tracks to talk about, and then this album is coming out next Friday. Detonate, everybody. Uh, September 28th, next Friday. I'm so excited. We're all excited. Uh, it's been nine months in the making, um, and uh, probably longer, but yeah, we recorded this thing nine months ago, and here we are. We're a week away. Um, so today we're going to talk about I Don't Want to Go. Uh, I know it's not a new song, but I think you'll be interested to hear what I have to say about how it all came together. So, um, uh, first off, we're going to be playing, uh, Ballyhoo is going to be playing at the Depot in York tomorrow, York, Pennsylvania. And then, <clears throat> and then on Saturday, we're going to be at the Union Jacks in Annapolis. And it's a special night, actually, because we're going to be launching our beer. Uh, we've got this brand new um, India Pale Ale, uh, IPA for short, um, and uh, it's called Somewhere Tropical, Somewhere Tropical IPA. And uh, whenever we do a beer, it's kind of like we want to keep it in line with sort of with the band's imagery and sort of the whole vibe, good vibes only kind of thing. And uh, so this one is no different. We named it Somewhere Tropical. It's after one of our songs from our Cheers album. Um, and it's infused with fruit. Uh, mango is the, is the main ingredient. Um, so uh, I hope you like it. I hope you love it. Come try it out for the first time on Saturday. Uh, get a can in your hand. Uh, the can, the, the, the label looks awesome. Uh, they did a great job over there at Oliver Brewing Company. Thanks to Oliver Brewing for, uh, for collabing with us on this. We're really excited to uh, get it out and for everybody to you know, feel good with Somewhere Tropical IPA. Uh, so there's that. And then um, what else? Oh, everybody, let's keep going on the pre-save, on the pre-save on, on Detonate. Uh, we've got, it looks like a little over 400 of you have, uh, have pre-saved it. 409 is what it's telling me here. There's a lot of engagements, a lot of people like clicking the link, but they're not actually pre-saving, which is odd to me because it just comes with your, if you already have Spotify or Apple Music, it's like, why not, you know, why not just hit that button, just pre-save it. Uh, and what's going to happen is um, you're going to, it's going to, it'll ask for permission to, to access your Spotify or Apple Music account, but it's nothing after that. It's literally, all it means is that it just wants to be able to add the, the record to your library. On release day and then they'll send you a notification so no funny business we're not collecting emails or you know anything like that from you we just uh we just want to get the record out there and, and the more people that pre-save uh the better um we sit with the algorithm there it can it'll get pushed up to the front and more people will see it and um you know can, can generate a, a snowball effect essentially uh what else is going on these days um the Detonate video is on YouTube. Uh, make sure you're checking that out. Um, probably like the coolest video we've done. It's, I don't know, it's so simple. It's black and white. And it's just the four of us rocking out on a soundstage um, at uh, Sheffield Institute for the Recording Arts over there. Thanks to uh, Vance over there for having us, uh, letting us get in there for the day and banging that out. Turned out really cool. Thanks to our buddy CJ for um, coming and 
bringing all those cameras and shooting and all that. It was it was just a good day. Uh, so go check that out when you get a chance over at YouTube. Um, you can follow the band at Valley Who Rocks on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Howie Spangler and uh, the website HowieSpangler.com. Um, I also want to say a big thank you once again to uh, to the sponsors of this podcast. Uh, it's you. Um, thank you to my supporters. Uh, it's been really cool to see people kind of pitching in. Um, if you're interested in supporting the show, uh, you, can, you can go to TalesFromTheGreenRoom.com and hit support the podcast right there on the front of the page. And uh, you can pick a tier, $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99. You can cancel any time. I won't be upset. I just appreciate you listening to the show in the first place. Um, all right, let's get on with it. We've got three songs left. Today we're going to talk about I Don't Want to Go. Let's do it. Right, I don't want to go. Uh, this one is one of my favorite songs on the new record. I, when, when I wrote this, I'm sitting here in the same place that I'm recording this show right now, uh, in front of my computer. Got all my gear here, my little MIDI keyboard. Got a little little rolling drum kit back there, and uh, I just it was time for me to write again. Um, Many of you know if you've been following uh, when my when my dad passed uh, in December 2016. I I didn't really write anything. I wasn't uh, um, wasn't feeling inspired or creative. I guess I was just dealing with grief and just kind of definitely in a dark place, you know. Uh, but just really wasn't writing anything. And I mean, when I say I wasn't writing, I mean I always write, but. It's always like I'll have a lyric or two and it just gets put on the back burner or like I'll play my guitar and come up with some riffs, things like that. But I really wasn't feeling inspired and writing full songs and just kind of, I don't know, having anything that really stuck to me. Um, So about eight months uh, went by and back in August of last year, 2017, um, uh, I came down to my little studio here and just pressed record and I just started messing around with some riffs and uh I guess it was uh probably the I guess the the main chord progression uh for the song I just started playing that and I remember just I guess the the words came into my head I don't want to go <laughs> I don't want to go I don't want to go I thought that you would know by now. I'm done with this. Like, so the song uh, comes from my, these inner feelings of like, I'm so fucking tired of working really hard and feeling like we're not gaining an inch. And um, what I mean by that is uh, we've been in this band for so long. We've been, I, I've been in this band since I was a kid. And I was 14 years old. I'm 37 now. And um, the same band, you know? And it's like, uh, we've been through a lot. The van's caught on fire. We've had blowouts on the, on the tires on the highway and thought we were going to die. And um, sleeping on floors and eating really bad food and running out of gas. Um, driving really far to play for no one you know, not get paid, like things like that. We've been through 
all of that stuff, all the things that the band that bands go through, touring bands, we've been through it all, and uh, bad management, bad um, booking agents, uh, bad contracts, you know, signing your life away, or at least you know seven to ten years of it. Um, you know, there was a point. I remember there was a point when uh, we put out Cheers uh, on our own in 2008, the original version, that OG. The one with the yellow cover with the, the two hands clinging the, uh, the beer, beer mugs together. Um, I did the art for that. Like, we put 18 tracks on it. It was just put as much out as possible. Um, and we were selling that shit on CD Baby. And uh, it was doing well. It was doing, doing really well. And um, the following year, uh, we had gotten a little interest from Surf Dog. And Surf Dog Records, um, it was cool. Like I remember, I, there was a picture. There's a picture of us somewhere in the first iteration of the band. It was me and Donald and our our buddy Josh, who played bass at the time. We we're still in high school, and I was wearing a Mr. Bubble T-shirt, <laughs> the the Ringer T. Anybody remember those? Um, and he was wearing a Surf Dog shirt, and it was just like a little stick figure guy with holding the surfboard and the sun outside on the beach. Um, real simple design. Well, that was Surf Dog Records, and I didn't know at the time. I just thought it was a cool shirt. And uh, so that was like, oh, that's cool. I had that shirt when I was a kid. There was something nostalgic about it. And they put out some some great releases. Um, and uh, so they even did the uh, that that slightly stupid record, uh, Everything You Need. Not, I really like that record. Um, that was the first stupid record I ever owned, actually, in 04, I think. And um, so it was it was cool. It felt like we were in good good company. And um, you know, so looking back. I even did a video of us, a special video of us signing this contract. I went to everyone's house, and we all signed the contract, each guy. And I made this little montage video of it, and we were all in celebratory, you know. And I remember that weekend we played in Annapolis at the Whiskey, which is no longer there. Um, Rip, that place was rad. Uh, Had awesome shows there. And um, I remember, like, we just signed a Surf Dog Records, and all our fans, like, it was a sold-out crowd. The place just went nuts. You know, we were all excited. Um, and uh, looking back, it's like, man, what a shit deal that was. I think it was, like, almost 10 years or something. No, it was, like, uh, seven years. It was, like, seven years or eight years or something like that. Um, we just got the record back earlier this year, and we re-released it. Um, what they did was they they... They chopped off like six songs. We threw Alcoholics Beautiful Tonight on there, which was a one-off back then because we wanted some sort of a resale value kind of thing. Like, okay, why are they going to buy it again? They already have these songs. Well, let's put a bonus track on there. Um, And they've changed the cover art, which I hated. I did not like it. Still don't like it. I like the original. Um, And uh, I felt like it didn't really make any sense. Um, And... They're nice people over there. They have a really cool office um, over there in, I think it's Encinitas. But I just felt like they didn't get what the band was about and chopping all those songs off and just changing everything around. It was just, it was just weird. And then so we were making pretty good money, you know, pretty good money for what it was back then in 2008, 2009 on this original Cheers record. We re-released the Surf Dog version and half the money goes away 
because we're giving away half the money suddenly on this record that we did all the work on. We paid for the record, you know, we paid for the producer. We did everything. And then you get these companies that come along and they just want to jump on the success and take the, uh, just take your money. And then they don't, they don't do anything to, I'm happy to pay, I'm happy to pay you if you're going to do something for the band in return. You're going to do something to help help grow the band in some way. But they did nothing. And it was frustrating um, for, you know, almost, it was the better part of a decade that we were just giving away money for nothing. And um, so we finally got the record back and we re-released that shit on Right Coast Records, put that o, that OG cover on there, put all the all 18 tracks back on it, plus alcohol, so it has 19 songs. You know, it's just, I don't know, there's something about artistry that uh, you, you just don't want people to fuck with it. You start getting all these different hands in it, and it's just diluted and weird, and it's not you anymore. It's not your vision. And um, so that was a frustrating time for the band. So it's things like that. Um, and paying for radio campaigns and seeing, you know, getting some spins, but not getting ads or, um, uh, previous management telling us we couldn't work with this certain radio guy that, um, that did a great job for us that actually got ads for the band on the radio. Um, we were actually getting official ads. When you get an ad, it's like, when you get added to the playlist, that means they're playing you in rotation. It's not just some random thing on a Sunday night at two in the morning. They're playing you alongside your favorite bands, you know, Foo Fighters and Green Day. I remember getting in the car uh, and hearing last night, I would just, I was going to work. This is like oh, back in 2012, going to work to bartenders, some shit, and turn the car on. And, and there it is. There's last night playing on the fucking radio and, uh, a Green Day song comes on or, or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that feeling. Our shows exploded in Baltimore. I was like, sell out these big shows, you know? It was it was a crazy year for us, 2012. Um, and then our management at the time, this, uh, they ended up firing that guy. And he's uh, he has a great job now. He's doing really well. But we weren't allowed to work with him anymore. And it was fucking frustrating. We're like, are you shitting me? This guy got us on the radio. You know, things like that. Like, all these things that these adverse it's 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 mind-boggling i got a pretzel in my head right now uh do you understand what i'm trying to tell you it's just you do all this work you know and then people just stand in your fucking way they have the audacity you know this is my life this is my band this is my family this is my money you know um and you feel like you're just paying rent to uh, to these agents and managers, and you know you're paying their rent and paying for their vacations, you know. It, it's it's frustrating. Um, so all of those things add up after a while, on top of age, and you sort of get cynical after a while. You know, I'm a positive person most of the time, but you know I'm a human too. So, um, you know, you get cynical, and I don't know. Um, so that song is sort of encompassing all of that rage and frustration and stress and just wanting to quit and like just not leave my house, not leave my bed, not get up, not do shit, you know. Um, 
I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to go. I'm, fuck off. I'm, I'm out. Like, don't count on me. Don't count on me to be there, <laughs> you know? Um, and uh, that is not my general feeling, my general approach. That's just how I was feeling at the time, and I documented it. And it turned out to be a really fun song. Uh, I love playing it live. I love the energy of it. I love seeing people out there skanking and like just kind of jumping around, pogoing and stuff. It's 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 just fun. It's such a release, you know. Every time I sing it, every time we play it, it's just it's one of my favorite Ballyhoo songs. It really is. Um, and I'm so glad that the uh, the universe uh, let me let me in. You know, like I I was able to pull these sounds these melodies and these vibes out of the ether. You know, it's like you feel like the cosmos is handing you a gift. That's what it feels like, if you can understand that. Uh, that's what creativity is to me. It's, it's being able to make something out of nothing and just pull something together and make something beautiful, you know? Um, that's how I feel about my art, my, our music, this band, you know, and then the community that we're building. Um, if you're not a part of this community, by the way, you got to go to the Bally Hooligans page on Facebook. There's also one on Instagram now, Bally Hooligans. Uh, look it up. You got to answer three questions, I believe, how you found the band, things like that, because they don't want, um, we don't run that stuff. It's like uh, some hard, some really hardcore fans that run it, and they want to make sure that you're in there for the long haul. You're You're a lifer. You know, just some random person that's just coming in there to talk shit or whatever. Um, and you don't have to talk about our band. Like, that's one thing. That's a misconception. I'll see people posting. They're like, hey, it's not value related, but and it's, it's almost like, uh, don't hate me. You know, what? it's like, that's not about that. You can talk about anything you want in that. Like, I go in there and post and stuff. I hang out as well. Um, but nobody's going to shit on you for talking about another band. I enjoy... The idea, I love uh, people talking about music and, and movies or whatever it is, you know, whatever it is that makes you happy, like things like that. It's just, it's just a place for you to go chill and not be judged and just to be a positive community. And if any, any kind of bullshit ever goes down, you know, it'll be dealt with, you know, post get deleted or whatever. We, we just try to keep a clean place for people to go because there's so much shit out there now, you know, there's so much bullshit there's so much trash, and we all need a place to go. So go do that if, <laughs> if you're listening. Um, a lot of great people over there. Our fans are awesome. Um, so back to the song. Um, so yeah, uh, let's get into the lyrics here. So um, if I can pull these up. Um, all right, so it's like, I just want to make sure I'm saying the right things. I forget my lyrics all the time. Um, even like live, I forget them. Like every night, I forget some lyrics. <laughs> um, so basically, it's like, why can't we just stay inside? Haven't we done enough? Because I just want to run and hide from all the things I used to love. It's uh, what I just explained to you, really. It's like the feeling of like, why do we have to do this? Why, you know, why do people why are people expecting so much of us? You feel spread thin. You feel, you know, um, haven't we done enough for you? And this, this isn't like the fans. This is like upper, like management and, and all the business and promoters and things. It's like, dude, we're doing our part. I feel like this band is doing its part. We 
we create the music, we drive the hours and the miles, we put in the time, we put in the work, we're grinding our asses off. And I feel like we get asked for more and more and more and more. It's like work harder. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like that, that those are the feelings I have. Um, when promoters get mad at the band because, you know, uh, not enough people showed up or whatever it is. It's like, what the fuck did you do for the show? Like I put this shit, <clears throat> I put this shit on Instagram and Facebook and send out emails and like I make acoustic songs and post them. Like we promote, we do our thing. You know, you have to let people know that we're playing. Like we're, what, what else do you want from us? You know? Um, so that's kind of addressing that situation. Um, uh, I just want to run and hide from the things I used to love. Uh, the world is crazy. I want to burn it all. It's just like, ah, burn it all down. I mean, we all have that feeling, right? Um, and everybody's calling me, and I just I just want to turn it off. Like, like I, I put my phone on Do Not Disturb every night. I don't want anyone texting or emailing or calling past, like, 8 or 9 o'clock at night. Like, you, you know, it's it, there's, enough, there's just so much going on all the time, and... Um, Sometimes it's hard to, uh, to to just turn it off, and so that's that part is just saying like I'm just gonna shut it all down. Um, when I was a kid, I used to dream, but now these days I just want to scream. It's like, uh, I, as a kid, I, I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. I wanted to be on the Rolling Stone cover. I wanted to win a VMA. I wanted to perform the VMAs. I wanted to do all that stuff, and. Um, now it's like reflecting on all of those little dreams that I had and versus the reality of what things are. Um, it can be, as I've said, very stressful and break you down. So it's like, yeah, I just want to scream. Like you just shut down and total fucking meltdown, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think what I'm trying to say in the chorus is, uh, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. I thought that you would know by now. I'm done with this. I, um, I guess what I'm saying there is, uh, can't you tell by my demeanor, like the way I'm talking right now, the, the sound in my voice, the, the way I'm looking at you, can't you tell that I'm just over this? I'm over all of this. You know, um, at the end of the day, I'm fully like, I'm 200% in this band. If I wasn't, I would I would have quit a long time ago. If you don't love something, people, don't do it. Just don't do it. If you don't love it, don't do it. Get out, find something you love, and build on that. Um, but that's enough preaching. Uh, okay, so moving on. Um, I'm overwhelmed by strangers, and they all know my name. Um, I think I've seen your face before. And all these places look the same. So it's like, it's saying that like, um, <clears throat> we go out to the, we're a band that we like to go to the merch table every night and try to meet the people that are listening to our music and hang out with the ones we already know. Um, you know, we've made a lot of friends in, in doing that. And I don't know, it's just sort of like, I feel like it's the least we can do. Like, um, for me, it's, it's, it's odd that like anybody would like want to meet me and talk to me and stuff and take pictures. That's just weird for me, but that's like my issue, I guess. <laughs> um, so I'm very appreciative. I just think it's, it's, 
it's wild that anybody would want to do that. So um, knowing that, we want to get out there and meet the people that are supporting us, you know. Um, but there are times when it feels very overwhelming. It's, it feels uh, I, like just anxiety kick, kicking in. Like I've learned to handle it really well. Um, but being in, being in like a, a crowd of people at like a packed club or something or at a festival or something around the merch table and just so many things run through my head, you know, <laughs> like what if, what if somebody's, you know, what if I'm like John Lennon, you know, like I'm in the crowd, like is somebody going to kill me? Is somebody like, is there some like super fan that's going to like cut off my skin and wear it to their birthday party? Like is it's like that, you know? Um, thankfully that hasn't happened. Uh, I get to keep my skin. Um, but you know, it's, it just gets crazy. You have a lot of people around you and I try to give individual attention. Like I'll, I'll be looking at someone talking to them and I can see in my periph, you know, off there to the right or whatever, uh, when so I can just see, I can feel and see someone there like waiting to talk, <clears throat> waiting to talk to me. And I can feel the anticipation building like, and like, all right, is this person done? Because I want to talk to this guy next, that kind of thing. And, but I, I try to give individual individual attention as much as possible. So if I am ever talking to you, you know, out in public at a show or whatever, and I look away, I, it's, I'm trying to acknowledge, hey, I'll, I'll, you're next, that kind of thing. You're next. Uh, hang on one sec. You know, uh, I'm not trying to be rude or anything like that. Um, it's just all those feelings. All those thoughts go through my head like, God, I feel like I'm being addicted to this person right now because I'm not giving my full attention because there's other people around that want my attention and I got people yelling at me from all these different directions, you know. Um, so yeah, it gets overwhelming. And and uh, the whole like strangers strangers know my name, it's like there, there are people that I, I don't know. It's just a bunch of random new fans that saw the show and want to say what's up. Like I don't know who they are, but they know who I am, you know, and it's, it's a weird dynamic. Um, they know things about, about me, uh, and I know nothing about them, you know? Um, <clears throat> so that's like an interesting, interesting thing. It's kind of fascinating. Um, and, uh, all these places look the same. What I'm saying is like, uh, it's, it's a lot of Groundhog Day, a lot of bars and clubs. Like, usually I know where I am, like, you know, when I'm there, <laughs> but, uh, you know, looking back, it's very hard to sort of discern like different situations at different cities, different clubs. Um, and I get the people that come up to me and they, and they I hate this game. Uh, do you remember me? I'm like, oh, man, like a lot of times I'm pretty good with faces, you know, um, names, not so much. But like a lot of times I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, dude, yeah, I kind of like and I'm not bullshitting when I say that, like I'm not just humoring you. Like I, I there's something about your face that I, you know, I recognize <laughs> it's taking me back a little bit. So, um, I'm, I'm trying to be, I, I, I just hate that game. Okay. Like it's hard. I, I, if I don't remember, remember you, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, so <clears throat> it's those things me just now, what I just said, if I don't remember you, I'm so sorry. I'm actually concerned. I feel bad that I might not remember someone like, and, and those feelings build up and it just makes you feel, I don't know. It's just like a, I don't know. I don't want to disappoint anybody, you know? Um, <clears throat> so I, I do my best. 
so th- that's what that part's about. It's just about those feelings of like, oh my god, like I'm so sorry. I don't know who you are, but I just I'm, I'm really I can't deal with this right now, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and then uh, whiskey crazy. I know I drink too much, <clears throat> but we just drove for 50 hours and I'm feeling out of touch. Um, just another experience life thing there um, with touring. Like we, it's you don't want to think of yourself as like an alcoholic. You know, I don't feel like I'm an alcoholic. I don't really drink at home. Like sometimes I'll get some beers to put in the fridge. Like I like to have a beer when I'm cooking that kind of thing. And I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm not judging you. I, I'm not. I'm not judging myself. You know what I mean? Like um, do what you do. I just like. Being on the road, like you tend to drink more than you do at home or in regular situations. Like imagine when you're at a par- friend's party or you're in a social situation or you're after work with buddies, you know, hanging out or, or you have a friend over for, for a glass of wine or, or whatever. Um, like, but imagine doing that like for several, hour, several hours every night for like two months, right? Um, it just adds up and you start to feel it on the road. You just get like, you feel the fatigue. You feel shitty when you wake up in the morning. Sometimes you drink too much and you got to hang over and like it lasts all day. And then you got to travel and you got to go do the thing. And then you got to meet the people at the merch table. And then you're drinking at the merch table because everybody's buying you shots. And then sometimes you go to Cleveland and they buy you fucking Jaeger shots because that's what you used to drink 10 years ago when you used to go to Cleveland. And everybody still thinks you drink that shit and you don't. Because now you consider yourself a classy gentleman because you drink whiskey, Jameson whiskey now. Uh, so, you know, that shit just all adds up. Um, and when we drive, we literally drive. I mean, there was a tour. There were like three tours back to back from like 2016 to 2017. Like fall, fall, winter, spring or something like that that all began in California and ended in California. And if you know us, we're from Maryland. We're on the East Coast. And it's a 50-hour drive to get there and back. This, and we drive straight through. We don't stop. We're not, like, sightseeing and, like, you know, getting fucking breakfast and shit, like, you know, looking at the sunrise and the mountains and shit. We're driving. We're just in a van with each other, just you know, trying to pass the time and stay sane. And you get there, it's day one of the tour, you just drove 50 hours, you know, and you're excited because the tour is starting, but you're fucking exhausted because you're like stir crazy because you've just been sitting there in this tube on wheels on the fucking 10, you know, and it's just, it's a lot. And uh, so sometimes when, I meet someone or the band meets someone. Um, maybe, you know, maybe we're not as uppity or positive, you know, maybe there's, it's in our demeanor and it's not on purpose. It's not, we're not, you know, everyone that's, we've been told that we're very personable and, you know, approachable and just, just nice dudes. And every now and then, you know, I feel like maybe we weren't giving enough, you know, because we were so tired or whatever. It's, you know, uh, it all goes back to just being human. And I've, I remember hearing stories about some of, you know, all, all of our favorite rock stars. You hear the stories, of, oh, that guy's a dickhead. Well, he, I met him in the, 
fucking bathroom. He was trying to take a shit, and I was like, how I was peeking over the stall. I was like, hey, man, can you sign this record from 10 years? Like, you're my favorite band, and I just love your music so much, and I know you're trying to take a shit right now, but... You know, and he was a total dick to me. He was like, fuck off, dude. You know, I was just like, ah, fuck that guy. I'm not listening to that band anymore. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, you just don't know what's going on in people's day. Um, maybe you caught them at the wrong time. Uh, maybe they're just trying to have lunch with their family or, you know, or whatever. It's, um, I don't ever want to be that guy. I don't, I, I try to be kind and courteous. I've been, inter- I've been interrupted during dinner and things like that before for a picture or like something or an autograph. And, and, and Danielle's awesome. She just, she just deals with it, even though it's like our time, you know, um, I've had people come up to me and like want to take a picture, like with me and my kids. It's kind of weird. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's all a part of that. You know, it's, I I know what I signed up for and I know I'm going to have that sometimes. Um, but it does start to build and, and get, you know, like, all right, annoying, you know, it's like, all right, that's enough. That's enough. You know, um, <clears throat> so that's kind of that's where the song came from it's those feelings and just sort of like uh that punk rock kid in me going like fuck all this i'm done i'm I'm over all of it you know and uh you know i hope that it, it's able to translate to you as the listener um i hope that you can apply it to your own life whatever that is maybe you you know there's somebody at work that's really annoying or maybe your boss sucks or you know um maybe your school's not going so well, you know, and I think as humans, we're all entitled to those moments. Um, I think overall you should try to have a positive outlook if you can. Um, and you really do. It really does. Like they say all this manifest destiny stuff. Like that's not bullshit. Like it sounds like you can be very cynical about it. You can be like, ah, that's stupid. That's not real, you know? Um, but it, it is true. If you think positive, which sounds stupid to say, especially when there's a lot of negative shit happening. If you think positive and you do positive things and put yourself in the mindset, it really makes a big difference. Um, You know, so I've been trying to work on myself with that stuff for years and it's, it's a slow process, but I think once you realize kind of like how you are as a person and and maybe the things you can work on and, and just start one thing at a time, you know, I don't know. It's just, I feel like a, I feel better about my life and my whole situation, you know? Uh, don't let these songs like I Don't Want to Go make you think that I hate everything. <laughs> I don't. It's just the, it's about those moments, you know? That's, what's, that's what songs are. They're like that moment in time that's capturing a feeling and expressing it. It just happens to be like forever. It's not like I just said it and it's gone. It's like we've recorded it and it's out there forever, so. <laughs> um, <clears throat> which is an interesting dynamic. Uh, the, uh, the song itself, uh, musically... I just love the, the ska punk vibe. It's real gritty. Um, it has a cool vibe to it when it, when that when the guitar just kicks in at the top and it's just that kick drum like, just I don't know. And then the chorus, it's just so bouncy and fun. I don't know. Um, I just really enjoy it, and it's one of my favorite songs. And I hope you love it. There you have it, folks. The scoop. You got the scoop. Um. I really love this record. I hope you love this record. It's it's fun. It's exciting. It's dark, but it's positive just as much as it's dark. You know, uh, it's. I think there's something for everyone. I 
think it's a nice return to our, our heavy rock sound. I just feel really good about it, and I hope you do too. And please spread the word, tell your friends, um, subscribe, like, share, rate, review, <clears throat> any of that stuff. It's all appreciated. Thank you for uh, to my supporters of the Tales from Green Room podcast. Uh, my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, uh, Howie Spangler, um, it's up and running. I've got a little over 200, 200 subscribers right now. Um, if you want to head over there and subscribe and hit that little bell so you see the notifications when it comes up. Um, I've been doing uh, some more vlogging lately and just some interesting stuff if you're down to check out what's going on in my life and uh, kind of having visual representations of this podcast as well over there. Tales from the Green Room, mini pods and things like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you all so much. And we've got two songs left, Maryland Summer and Mind Over Matter. And I will talk about those next week. Release week, baby. Release week. Get stoked. We're a week away. September 28th, detonate. Pre-save right now. Spotify, Apple Music, pre-order at iTunes, Google Play, all that. See you soon.